Welcome to the Builder a Brand podcast interview series. In this series, we will sit down and speak with entrepreneurs who have gone through the grind and who are continuing to grind day in and day out. We'll discuss their journeys into business ownership, the paths they took, the challenges they faced, what got them through those challenges, and of course, we're going to talk business. More specifically, we're going to talk about their business and their entrepreneurial journey. Again, I am your host, Jeremy Patton, and you are tuning in to the Building a Brand interview podcast series. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Building a Brand podcast series. I am your host, Jeremy Patton, and I have a special guest with me, Mari Torres, and we are going to sit down and talk about uh, online business management and how implement an online business manager could take your business to a whole nother level and help you streamline things and help you out with your back-end uh, office stuff. Uh, Mari, for those that do not know you, can you please give us a bit of your background, a little bit of your uh, what it is that you provide as, uh, you know, for your business and with your business? Yes. So my name is Mari Torres and I'm an online business manager. I'm helping entrepreneurs um, manage and build and organize their business by optimizing their systems and leveraging people. So uh, one of the key things that I will focus on mainly in my position is just utilizing the resources that, you know, a business need for it to actually have a smooth day-to-day operations. Um, so okay. I've been in, yeah, management and leadership roles for over 10 years. Uh, so I just take all those years of experience of just working with teams and systems and creating processes and just took it to an online space. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, th- how did you get into this space? How did you, uh, transition and figure out as far as packaging your experience as managing teams and, uh, and transition it into, uh, your own business and providing it as a service for entrepreneurs. So when I think about business management, I really think that it's, uh, there's like a universal foundation that any industry can use or to follow when it comes to business management. So, Um, I started, I was a property manager for a good bit of those 10 years. So being a property manager, I was uh, managing teams, recruiting teams, you know, um, you know, managing the vendors and the contractors, the renovation projects, or just any project in general, uh, budgeting. So as a manager, you really are overseeing the full day-to-day operations and everything that actually intertwines with each other to really have a smooth, you know, daily operation. So um, I transitioned to the online space because I really wanted more flexibility in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I just had my first son as well. So I really wanted to work. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, and I just grew up in a household of just like go-getters and entrepreneurs. So it was just mm. in me to really be, you know, to bring that lifestyle, you know, to existence. So um, I just took all those skills that I know that is very important and vital for a business and just transferred it to the online space because um, I really was just researching. I'm like, what is the biggest thing that people are really doing right now? And this was like a couple of years ago and that probably like three years ago where I just noticed that there was so many business coaches and there's people Mm -hmm. just selling digital products and it was a whole different world. So now I say for myself that I went from managing physical assets to now digital assets. (laughs) So it's kind of like transferable you know, basically the day-to-day operations. It's just with good research, you just learn new systems and softwares Mm -hmm. and different types of resources that actually will run that type of business. But overall, like financial management, marketing management, team, project, it's essentially the same in any business. At least for me, it's the way that I see it. You know, when it comes to those key components of just managing those different parts of a business. 
Okay, I see. Thank you. Now, as an <laughs> entrepreneur or a CEO, how do, how is having a virtual business manager? Uh, how is that more beneficial than having an in person uh, business manager? Like, what are some of the benefits of having somebody that you know that isn't in office and on the scene? So. The biggest takeaway I would say is just the cost. It's it's cost effective. You're not um you're not paying for someone to show up in the uh to an office. You're not paying for that internet service. You're not paying for mm -hmm. an actual brick and mortar. Um, so, so you know there's certain businesses where you do need to meet in person. Like I reside in the Atlanta area, so I do have certain clients clients that I will meet with face to face. Right. But a lot of the work can be done remotely. And when it comes to an online business manager, we focus more on strategizing and the implementations of those of different strategies that we research that will be compatible for your business to scale. So okay. it's not so our focus is really a lot of like, I need to be in the computer, I need to research, I need to implement this type of system. So a lot of it is just that back end that nobody sees anyways. Like okay. nobody gotta see at the office. <laughs> so it's just like um I, I really think it's just the cost, you know, mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that I, you know, work with as a property manager is just creating a budget and operating expenses. It's like one of the first things that you really target so that you can have more control and really maximize, you know, your income. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. Now, as most entrepreneurs with juggling everything from the day-to-day -day tasks to growing their business, sometimes we don't know what it is that we do need. So if somebody knows that they need a help, and they reach out for your assistance. Is that something that you could help them, I guess, uh, idolize or not idolize, but determine what areas of focus that you could help them out and maximize? Or is that something that they should roughly have in you know, in mind what they need exact assistance with? Because you said you so, mentioned earlier doing research and into the systems and everything. Yeah. So as I meant, like before, um, like I mentioned, as far as like every business it's different, but business management is very similar. So I would help them when it comes to researching what is the right uh, resources, as I like to say, that they would need. Okay. Um, so I like I have an advisory package and then just a discovery call, a basic a free discovery call will determine that, you know, especially okay. if you're in the beginning stages or you have a business, but you, you're you're stuck at like just the high, you know, four figures and you want to at least make five figures per month. And so basically I will come in and I will look at your business from every angle of the financials, the management, the teams, the uh, projects that you have, the plans that you have really create a cohesive like plan of action and business plan that we can, you know, use as a blueprint to know where we need to guide and where we need to start off first to really start organizing your business. Because um, there's a lot of people, you know, I've seen this too, is that terminology could get really interchangeable. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of terms out there that they're different, but the concept is very similar. And so that's where I step in. That's, you know, big on research. It's just right. being able to differentiate, you know, the difference, the key differences between terms or, you know, the right roles or the responsibilities that you need or the key differences in the systems. Because um, there's many, CR, like, for example, there's so many CRMs, but not every CRM is going to have a feature that you did. You probably don't even realize that you need for your business, but mm -hmm. it's a feature that you should. And so it's kind of like navigating to know what you need to invest in and what you should do first, trying to look at everything, you know, instead of just thinking about the noun, you know, a lot right. of entrepreneurs, they want to focus on their idea and what they want to create, but there's so many different components that really will drive that idea to an existence. So um, definitely will help them to maneuver around that. 
And that's very important. Again, as a entrepreneur, ninth, you're focused on what's happening right now and you're focusing on so many different things, whereas you uh, don't really have the time or the bandwidth to do the research to find out the differences between the different systems and the different options that are out there to help elevate uh, your business needs. So that's something that you help out with. And you know, I think that's, you know, that's important to highlight. You know, a lot yeah. of people need that for sure. Now, speaking about uh, differentiation between different terms, there's a little bit of confusion between virtual assistants and online business managers. What would you say is some of the biggest differences uh, between the two? So a VA is more tax oriented. So they're going to receive a list of to-dos and they're going to go ahead and tackle it. So they will get a lot of the job done. But an online business manager, essentially, they're there to help you to strategize more on the business side and creating systems and implementing different strategies that are aligned with your business plan as well as your business goal. So it's more on the strategizing end and they work more of a leadership role because if you're not there, an online business manager can manage your business while you're on vacation, basically. And especially if you have, they have a system in place, a virtual assistant will be somebody managed by an online business manager and just making sure that the OBM is overseeing the tasks that the VA is doing. And okay. there's so many different VAs as well. Um, so like they could be a tech VA, they could be just an admin VA. So it's just, you know, adding on or recruiting the perfect VA for a business and you can have a VA and an OBM, or you could just have an OBM at first to focus on the strategy building of your business prior to actually implementing um, like an actual team and system in place. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. And what is a approach as far as, because with VAs, typically they, as you said, they're task oriented. So uh, you usually pay either by the hour or by the task. How is the online business manager structure set up? Do you is, do you charge by the hour or is it the task or is it a time period, like a month to month thing? How does that work? So it really, um, there's a retainer package and then there's a strategy package that I do have. Now, when it comes to pricing, there, there are OBMs that charge at an hourly rate. Um, I don't charge as out at an hourly rate however like I do map out roughly the time um that I will have to dedicate monthly to a particular business or to a client and then charge for that amount so I have it like a flat monthly rate for a retainer package and that's for those who are existing businesses and mm -hmm. have multiple projects so I will enroll them into a retainer package because I know that I'm going to work on multiple projects and they have a team already and they want to just go ahead and just optimize it better and utilize those resources a bit better and just bring efficiency. So that's more of a long-term project. So I have a retainer with a minimum of a three-month contract. And then those can actually turn into loyal cust or loyal clients to where it's just a back-to-back -back contract or retainer month to month. Right. Um, especially if it's a business that's thriving and growing, then, you know, it's just like, you're going to want an online business manager, just like you go to a restaurant and there's a GM or, you know, the manager there like every week. So it's essentially developing that ecosystem, but virtually. And um, so there's that. And then uh, as far as like an advisory where I would help you is a flat rate, but I'm helping you come up with a strategy and to organize it into a nice plan of action report. But then you're off to do it on your own. If you want me to do it, then we go into a retainer package. Okay. Um, so businesses, you could just, you just know the, the time and dedication. So I do have uh, my plans. I just have it starting at 2000 per month right now. Okay. So once we have a discovery call, then we're able to determine, well, you got a team of 10, mm -hmm. you got these different projects. Right. I might have to charge you the three or 4,000, you know, but yeah. So it, it really goes based off the, how big the business is. 
Okay. Nice. So basically, depending on how much service and, you know, the scope of assistance you need or that would be dedicated, uh, that would determine kind of the package and the structure of the deal? Yes. Okay. Now, as an entrepreneur, how does one know or determine, like, how, how do you know when it's time to consider hiring an OBM? Like what's, what's some oh, telltale signs? When you start to experience burnout and you're managing a lot of uh, your business on your own, like the day-to-day operations, like if you're reaching out to your marketing assistant, you're reaching out to your VA, you're talking to um, the bookkeeper, if you're managing all of those small details and you're straying away from, you know, mapping out your next project or your next idea or focusing on networking it's like your time is being pulled away on the most important part of what it is to scale your business when it comes to you as a ceo as an entrepreneur like you're the brand so you want to go out and network you want to find ideas you want to work on your next project you don't want to be monday through friday having to contact you know everybody on your team and make sure the project is on point or is on the ball is rolling so that's when an OBM comes in and usually an entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur who's uh, the high, I want to say at least making like the high or mid um, four figures to five figures per month that's leading to like a six figure year. Right. They will be a great candidate for a OBM on a retainer package. If you're just starting your business, then um, there's packages, especially for me. And I know that there's probably other packages out there where it's just a one time fee, like an advisory call mm-hmm. where we'll look at everything from all angles. And then it's up to you because, you know, when you're starting a business, you start with different budgets. So I really right. don't know if you're going to be able to do a retainer or just have an advisory call. So that will determine what you will, you know, when, or that will determine when you need an OBM. And sometimes people start off with a VA if they just have small tasks that they don't want to do. And that's Mm -hmm. perfectly fine. But an advisory call with a business manager who's going to help you look at every angle of your business will help you determine if you should get a VA, like, or who's the key roles that you need to hire at this right. moment. If you're going to be a contractor or a W-2, so, yeah. Okay. Now, earlier you mentioned that your retainer packages start roughly around 2000 correct? As far as the uh, advisory call, what does that start off at? Like, what, what range is that for somebody that's new? So my advisory call right now, I actually have it for $597. So what it includes is two two one-hour sessions. The first hour is going to be um, an actually strategy session or the plan of action. And then the second hour will be an accountability. And those are scheduled apart from each other. And then it's uh, also a 14-day period of open line of communication between me and the actual business owner or the client. Um, But the first call is really to come up with a a detailed plan of action. And then I'll deliver that plan of action to them as well as uh, uh, create a workflow visual of just like a map, a visual map of how they want their business to run, kind of like giving a visual on the SOP instead Mm -hmm. of creating actual SOP, but for them to just see their whole business on just like one sheet of paper where they like, okay, the onboarding process, the recruiting for a team, and like Mm -hmm. this system is going to run this, then we're going to have these emails set up um, right after this on boarding call so they will get a workflow visual the plan of action two hours then um that last of two hours which is the accountability session we're going to go plan of action and i'm going to see what you got done what you didn't get done uh-huh. and see any struggles or, or questions that you might have faced during those two weeks and of course i'll have the two weeks of open line of communication so that one is for 597 okay um the one-time deal is more of just like I'm holding your hand. Here I am, mm-hmm. but you got to do the work, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So um, it's very cost effective. And if you're someone who's willing to do the work, then by all means, you know, it's not that I'm leaving you 
alone. So I really am there to create a plan for you, mm-hmm. a workflow, get you a visual and yes. actually be able to read it and, you know, converse with somebody while, you know, creating this uh, business. And I think the it, the fact that you have the second call kind of to for the accountability to make sure that people actually follow your steps and your guidelines like that is very important because uh, like we get so much information and sometimes it's you know it, we're overwhelmed with implementing these things into our business so setting up and ha- being able to come back to you and saying and showing you what we've done and having you you know point out things that we may have missed or what have you um that that's tremendous. That that's a huge value right there. <laughs> that- I think that's the, that's one of the big things about when you're starting a business, you have so many ideas, and like mm-hmm. you said, like there's so much information out there. That's why it's just I I wanted to create something that's along those lines to help people just you know navigate through the chaos and the noise because I've been through it too. Like there's so many different people out there talking about niching down when I started my business and I was just like niching down what do you mean niching down there's so many different ways to Uh niche down like I have to create my own way of niching down um so that and um so I just understand that sometimes it's it's a struggle and sometimes we can't afford it like when I started I, I had my nine to five but I was trying to build something on the side and I was really all over the place when I started building my business, especially having my nine to five. And it's just like a lot of the things that I have learned over that time, like I can teach you in one hour so that you don't have to go through the struggle. So, yeah. And having that, having that experience and that knowledge, because you have gone through that process is so important, you know, being able to point out again, if, especially for entrepreneurs that are all over the place or that are just starting off, they may not know how to, you know, organize and set up a structure within their company. So having, you know, your expert knowledge and eyesight and perspective, uh, you know, definitely goes a long way. Now, yes. You mentioned niching down earlier. Now, do you work with specific type of entrepreneurs and in specific industries or as what's, what is your ideal client? Like who's some, who's a good fit for you and your services? So when it comes to the retainer package, definitely um, make six figures, but it's someone who's in the service base mm-hmm. or a service provider. Um, and so when I think about service, I, it's not just has to be online. It could be, it could be electrician providing electrical services, you know, so someone okay. who's really providing an actual service. Um, I, I do work with people in the Atlanta, but because I'm online based, I, you know, work nationally. So those in the service base who want to, you know, get their, their back end systems and their team set up because, uh, you know, service based, they're very interchangeable. Like I said before, as far as like the terms or like the way you want to run your business. So, mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of different implementations or strategies for each industry but the core foundation can be very similar so those in the service base um so it could be real estate you know working on them working their system and you know brokers getting their their um their actual crm set up it could be an electrician or hvac you know i have experience with property management so i just know the language of like components and parts of a house um and of course online businesses when it comes to business coaches or those providing an actual service mm-hmm. so it could okay. be like it could be for another VA who's providing you know administrative service right um so yeah just to break it down when it comes to service space <laughs> okay nice nice now earlier you mentioned that you in your family you have a lot of you know entrepreneurs and hustlers and how did how's how has that have an impact on you uh, not only growing up but also transitioning to entrepreneur yourself so I'm really grateful that I do get uh, a good uh, have a good support system because they mm-hmm. understand the struggle um they're of course they're older <laughs> I'm one of okay. the youngest in the family um so they still don't know about like the new wave or the new trends 
but as far as the mentality and the mindset and the hustle like they're really there they're mm-hmm. you know they push me to really you know have faith and in things that I don't see you know right in front of me right then at that moment especially I, I grew up in church too um so they incorporate okay. that it's, yeah um so like my mom she has her own um boutique and mm-hmm. she also she's a hustler <laughs> she's such an entrepreneur she uh she trans she does translating and she uh she works for administrative services for her church and she has her own boutique and it's all of it's who she is too like she's the manager the planner and she loves fashion so she's just oh, wow her own wave of just making money and what she enjoys um yes. my grandmother she had a uh what is what's that called an alter uh, alteration clothing mm-hmm. store or clothing yeah. shop. um my uncle he's a mechanic he's a mobile mechanic you know I can't even it's just a lot so it's just I'm really grateful my cousin she's great at so she's like the bomb itself like I don't know she just have the gift of gab I don't know right um <laughs> so it was like you know having that that circle around you you can nitpick at people to really build who you are um instead of feeling alone or even going to a networking event as well like a business summit so it's just like it really helps you you know yes. and not feel alone because a lot of it is just when business building you want to see other people who've been through it, but also mm-hmm. know how to really get your mind straight, you know, when you mm-hmm. feel a little hate, because if you don't see something happening right now in your business, like some people might go crazy. They have like anxiety or they just like, I want to see it now. I want to see right. it now. And it's just like, <laughs> trust the process, you, you know, definitely have to trust the process and it's a growing, it's a journey, you know, yeah, and pa- <laughs> I love it. I love it. So with, all these inspirational people around you that are doing and have their own business ventures. Was that something that, or growing up, did you know that you wanted to also do your own thing and go into entrepreneurship or is that something that developed over time? Um, I definitely had a feeling, I know like early on, like in high school, I just knew that I wasn't going to be around the people that I was looking at every single day. So mm-hmm. my mind automatically shifted to I'm in freshman in high school. And I'm like, I want to go to college. I want to get this degree. And then I want to start a business here. And I really mapped it out when I was young, but I didn't really step into it like mentally until in my 20s, you know, because okay. kind of like I was messing around with it, you know. Um, just like messing around with the idea, but I wasn't as committed. So I ended up just really focusing and working hard on my nine to five, building my career. Cause I just knew that I was like, I want to be a leader. I want to make money. Yes. I want to help people. And that's it, you know, but definitely when I, you know, I got older and I saw, I look back of like how my family is, where they have like that flexibility and they can do whatever they want anytime. And I'm just like, you know what? I want that for myself too. Like I never realized how important it is to have that, you know, that control over your schedule when it comes to building your own business. And that's when it really hit me and it woke up and the light bulb was on and Mm -hmm. stayed on where I was focused to really go in and I was committed to it. Um, So it was instilled in me when I was very young to be independent, a go-getter and knowing that there was more out there for me. But it wasn't until I realized like the most important part of my life, which is like time with my family, control Mm -hmm. the money that I make. That it really hit me that I'm like, okay, entrepreneurship is for me, you know, and it's going to be a tough road, but it's for me. Like I'm willing to go for it because I'm going to get exactly what I want. So, um, yeah, yeah. It took me a while, but it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, was, uh, what was your first business venture? Like how was it the OBM? Uh, was that your first business venture or, how did you find your way to OBM? What was that journey? So, so, okay. When I was on the road to 
really start my entrepreneurship, you know, journey, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do jewelry. Cause at one point I was just into jewelry. Mm. And then I was like, I love candles. I'm gonna make candles, but I'm a type of person that I like to try stuff and I'll right. try it one day. Like in one day I can know if I want, if I'm going to do something forever or not. Okay. Um, I don't need to try it for a week or two. I just be like, no, I know this is not for me. Yeah. Um, so I started off just doing physical products and mm. then the time spent on it, I just realized like, okay, my mind is not really, you know, it's not being challenged to think strategically and to be on that mode. Because, you know, when I, in my nine to five in my career, one of the things that I really love is that like 24 seven, my mind had to be on point as a property manager. Yes. You never know. I used to get calls at one, two, three o'clock in the morning because of a maintenance emergency. So mm. my my level of just mental capacity to just be alert, it was just something that I enjoy. Like I just feel like it keeps me going. Um, so I tried all those things and then I was just like, listen, I'm just doing virtual assistant, something easy. And I tapped into VA, and this is a mistake that I think um, a lot of people do, too, is that when they start a business, they want to tap into something that they know is quick money. Mm-hmm. And I was right. virtual assistant, you know, that's quick money. I landed two clients with the quickness. But the thing about it is, is that being a VA, I was required to do all these different tasks, and it was it wasn't as consistent. And so I just realized, okay, I'm not a task person because I like systems. I like to implement something and walk away, come back and know that it's still working without me staring at it. So knowing that I had to be there and it's just like my level of energy being inconsistent because it's like working on different projects at different times. I got a rest time and then a high time. So it's just like, I couldn't do that, you know? Yeah. so that's when I transitioned. I fell upon a OBM and like I learned a lot from, you know, from her and her, you know, content that she has put out. And um, that's when I was just like, that's almost exactly what I'm doing. Like I, I managed physical properties and now I could manage digital properties, like digital real estate. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's easy. It makes sense. And I'm still in that position of a leadership. I really, I just really enjoy leadership roles. Um, I just like helping people try to, you know, get rid of and organize the chaos in their mind and for them to just really focus and really get something going. So as a VA and me trying to make candles and me trying to do jewelry, like it was not really tapping into my full potential and what I really enjoy doing, which is like, you know, getting this organized and clean and yes. in a rotation that makes sense, you know? So okay. it was a struggle navigating into that. <laughs> now, earlier on in your entrepreneurial journey, what were some of the, the like the biggest learning lessons that you had along the way beyond you know, realizing that and finding and identifying what exactly uh, fulfilled you and, you know, helped you fulfill your purpose a lot broader than, you know, the VA or, you know, the the jewelry, the candles, et cetera. So two big things that uh, I really learned is, is don't chase the money. Like, you know, when you're really good at something and if you're really in your full potential, you really can monetize on what you enjoy. And so that was a struggle for me because I was, it was, a you know, I was clouded by what I saw. And mm-hmm. when you're stepping into an entrepreneurship, you see, you see people that, um, you see people that are saying oh you can make six figures today you can do um you know you can create your whole business in 10 minutes and so that anxiety that comes from like what you can do or what you can't like what you can do today what you can't do or what you should do and just people get funding oh start your llc like that that's a little jittery. I don't know for you, but I, I'm a person of organization yes. and system. So I'm just like, this is too, too much. 
information. Um, so I really was trying to focus more on me. Like, mm -hmm. what do I enjoy? What brings me a peace of mind? What am I great at? And just focus on monetizing that and not focus on trying to get a quick bag, you know? Yeah, and like um, not focusing on the money. And it's funny because I had a conversation with somebody the other day and then I was just hearing them and they're just like, I want to start something new. I don't know if I'm making enough money at work. I got my nine to five and mm -hmm. I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to fill an application for this job. I'm like, that's great. Yeah, go get more money. But it's just like when you start just focusing on money, mm -hmm. you start to lose yourself because now you're just like, I need six figures. Yes. Instead of saying that I know I will make six figures because I know who I am. It's like mm -hmm. a different type of energy. So I, that that was one of the biggest lessons. It's just like don't focus so much on the on the money. Focus more on who you are. Because once you know who you are, you know the tone of voice that you're gonna speak. It's not filtered. It's not is it's just is you, it's authentic, it's yes. not a veil whatsoever. So once you know that, you know who to talk to, you know who you can automatically engage with, like you could just feel that energy where you just know this person clicks with you. So it makes it easier instead of always trying to think about the next move and just like, okay, I want to make half a mil. Like it's great to have those on the vision board. I'm not saying anything negative about it, but mm -hmm. when you focus so much on the outcome instead of the process, like you lose yourself in the process. Absolutely. So. I agree. So that's that's one of my lessons. Okay. <laughs> and great. the that was a big struggle. Like that was something else too. But you know, once I found like niching down, like yes. actually getting to like my client offers and my ideal client, like all of that didn't come without you know me actually going through the process of knowing like exactly what I'm good at or like what brings mm -hmm. me a piece. Of if I didn't know that, then I won't, I wouldn't have been able to really step into the next phase of getting my ideal client and creating a client offer and stuff right. like that. <laughs> what was that process like as far as niching down where you, did you find yourself servicing people that were outside your, you know, your ideal uh, clientele or how did that occur with you niching down? So at first, one of the biggest um, hurdles was really like to determine my ideal client, but more so what kind of service I really wanted to provide. Mm -hmm. uh, so I know I like to organize even in, even in my house. Like I just, um, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're fine. I, so even in my house, like I have my closet set up a certain way so they could be easy for me to go in, get my outfit and, and just get out and get ready. Um, like the covers in my kitchen, you know, my everything is just set up in a way where it's just easier for me to maneuver. Like I have all of like necessities in a certain location. So it's easier right. for me to like, budget because I know, okay, I got two toothpaste. I got two. So I just took that and I just developed a system for creating a business just like if I know that if I have all the business information here and marketing is going to set up like this and then organize mm. this I have a clear idea that it's easier to navigate you know um I had a client who had one time and just all of his business information like in a google drive and it was mixed together like business information um you know marketing ads and you know freebies everything's just all in one and I just went in there and I created all these different folders and it was just like, it was easier for me to find whatever I needed to find because it was just, you know, organized in a certain way. Um, but the the beginning stages that were confusing for me was just like, okay, since I know I like to organize, maybe I should organize offices. Maybe I should organize people's homes. Maybe... Hmm. now I was thinking about like I know I like to organize yeah. yeah like I know I like to do it and it brings me peace of mind knowing that I can move easily but now it's like what industry do I want to go into now like mm -hmm. that's my that's my peace of mind like organizing getting stuff together but what industry right. I could do real estate but it's just like okay I mean I'm doing property management this was at the time I was doing property management but it's okay. like what am I going to organize office and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to the store and buy bins and go to somebody's house and organize that. No, I don't want to do that. Uh -huh. So then it's 
think, started thinking about my experience. So I got my peace of mind, which is organizing and just, you know, developing what industry I want to work in. I'm like, I don't want to do physical products. I want to deal with people who are providing a service where it's not tangible, or at least the majority of it is not tangible. Right. And, and I just went into my experience and I was just like, I did property management. I managed teams, projects, renovations, systems, budget. So now let me just put it all together. It let sense. me organize your business, <laughs> your projects, your teams, and I get it going for you. And the only reason why that it was so hard for me to get gain clarity on that is because of the noise and the chaos. And in addition to just wanting, like, as I mentioned before, I was thinking about money. I'm like, I'm going to do virtual assistant, mm -hmm. but I'm more of an implementer. I'm more of a like leader who's looking over the whole ecosystem and just making sure everything's, you know, in order or on right. point. So I wasn't able to do that as a VA. So it kind of just commingled together. It just all, it just ended up just giving me a story and like clarity yeah. to just knowing this is how I want my day to day to be. So yeah, that was the, my process of niching down when it comes to just like, okay, I, I want to be clear on who I am, mm -hmm. what I enjoy. And then now I could do it for other people. So now my focus is people who are on the service base uh, are online where it's not so tangible and who needs help organizing and managing the day-to-day. -day. So, yeah. Okay. And earlier you mentioned how, uh, like, there's so much information out there and, like, especially when it comes to, like, starting different businesses, making money overnight, like, get-rich-quick schemes and what have you. How do you block out all that and focus, like, on your purpose and focus on your journey? and stay true to that purpose and journey? So I create a plan of action for myself. Um, I have a list of everything that I really want to get done, what I mm -hmm. want to create. I usually just get a notebook and I just just write pages of ideas. And then mm -hmm. I go through it, I prioritize it, and then I reorganize it into different categories and just like a time frame and knowing what I should do first. And then now what I'm practicing more is just like not really going to my phone, you know, because of algorithm, if you want to say, <laughs> it's like I go on my phone and a lot of what I follow is is really what I do on a day to day. So I'm not, right. you know, my mind is being over, overly stimulated because I have, you know, newsletters or I'm part of you know just a community and my mm. friends and you know people who are following Instagram is all about business and making money and funding and capital and real estate so it's just Ooh, yeah I nice. to not look at my phone and really focus on that plan of action but if I find myself stuck that's when I start researching I go on my phone or uh -huh. read newsletter articles and I start using different terms and then those are the moments where I, I over overly stimulate my mind okay. but it's the purpose of me trying to find an answer to something that I'm probably struggling with so plan of action is really the most important thing for me and I have like a special notebook I actually have my notebook here this is my this is my oh. jotting notebook all my courses or my oh, ideas. Wow. Nice. And then this is my actual notebook, my plan of action. So it's really nice. <laughs> it is. Because yes. I put personal and professional in there. Uh -huh. So I have it split up into two of my personal and, you know, business goals. But that purple one is the one where it's not pretty whatsoever. The mm -hmm. black book is where I have everything nice and looking pretty. I'm able to go in there and know where I'm at, you know, yes. if I'm accomplishing so I, I like the pen and paper and I organize it in my phone like I have it everywhere like I have access to my ideas right. you know I organize it on Trillo I use my Google Keep mm -hmm. Notes and my notebook so I really have it organized everywhere where I can see it constantly yes. as a reminder because if it's like put away in the drawer you're not seeing your plan and like seeing what it is that you're supposed to work on a daily and For then sure. if you're sitting down trying to look at your phone and you get overly stimulated, you get distracted, you don't really focus on your goal. So definitely a plan of action and having like a 
separate your plan of action and your moment of planning from mm -hmm. everything else. Like it's just your, like my office is my, my Zen room. So it's mm -hmm. like where I really start to think creatively. So nice. I think people should have a place like a sanctuary where they could really think clearly and yes. come up with a good, good plan of action. And that's very important. I'm glad that you like gave us a little bit of insight to your process uh, because as entrepreneurs, like we are, again, a lot of people are all over the place and they don't have that structure or that organization skills. So that's something, at, you know, hiring you and your services as a OBM that you could bring and incorporate into other people's businesses. And that, I think that's very necessary and needed for a lot of people, personally. Yes, that's one of the big things. It's just like, that's where you gain clarity. And when you start to see everything mapped out, like, honestly, you start to see the, the holes in it mm -hmm. that needs to get filled with something. So once you really like put everything, like to say, put all your cards on the table and look at everything from every angle, you really will be able to come up with a really good plan of action. Mm. What would you say are, if you could give me three things. I'm going to ask for three things. What are uh, what are the three biggest benefits of hiring an OBM and having an OBM on, you know, on your team, you know, having somebody to help you out? So one thing is that uh, OBM, I really feel, one, I just want to start off with saying connecting with an OBM that, you know, that you could connect with, you know, they okay. all have different personality traits. But the key, the key takeaways or the key um, benefits of having an OBM is really trying, so you could tap into the next level of who you are. And that comes in with flexibility and time and you focusing on stuff that are challenging you. So I would want to step in and take away everything that is distracting you. Like those day-to-day -day tasks and routines, those things need to be taken away from you. Just like I mentioned before, like when I do my plan of action, I need to be separated from like the whole world so I can really mm. focus. And that's really a benefit from an OPM because you're not just hiring a regular person that, you know, that you're going to have to assign tasks to. You're hiring a leader as well who's going to show face and is going to be prideful with your business as well because, right. you know, it, it, it's a business at the end of the day is it's like taking care of a baby so you're gonna with an obm you get more time back you don't experience burnout you're going to be able to refocus and constantly have your business align with your business goals you okay. know with every stage or level that you go through in your business you, it, it requires a, a new mind frame or a new mindset basically so my the benefit with working with an OBM is allowing you to really tap into that next level and tap into that next mind frame and that mindset and scaling your business without being clouded with the day-to-day -day operations. Day-to-day -day operations are really it's a headache. Like yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a headache, even for me. Like, even though I, I want to create something that makes it easy, but you know, I worked, when I worked on property management, I worked years by myself in an office. Okay. So I was able to create something to where I would actually have a four hour work week. Mm, you know, yeah. I, I really was able to create a schedule and interact with my residents and the vendors in a way that it's easier for me. So if I want to make the day-to-day -day operations easier for me. That means I want to make the day-to-day -day operations easier for you. So by me doing it easier for you is by taking taking it away from you, doing my own little remix to it so that you can really focus on growing. Like, whatever that is, I feel like that's the number one, that's the number one benefit is okay. to grow. Yeah. Because your mind, your business grow your time and flexibility so that you can spend more time doing things that you enjoy. It, it, it's really about growing, yes. you know, and into that next level. So I think I gave more than three with like what? small keywords, burnout flexibility and growth. So and getting oh. time back. I, I love it. I, and I appreciate it because, you know, uh, again, I see the benefits, 
but I've never spoke, sat down and spoken to uh, OBM before. So seeing and hearing some of the elements that you bring to businesses is like very insightful. So thank you for breaking that down. How that makes me feel good. <laughs> Earlier, you mentioned that you are a new mother, correct? Yes. yes. What is what is that like? And how uh, how have you found, I guess, balancing motherhood and being an entrepreneur? Woo. <laughs> Not the woo. <laughs> okay. So I really took on this challenge. I was like, I'm going to start my business and I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. This is my first son. And it's just like, it... It hit me all at once. I was mm. going a little bit crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, in a good way though, because I was I was confused. Mm. Um, so I really took time to really try to be with my son for like the first couple of months. Um, actually, after giving birth, I literally took my phone out and I was working. And okay. the, the nurse was helping me and I'm over here like I gotta post this content hold up I gotta post <laughs> I gotta market my business hold on oh, wow. so yeah. yeah it was I didn't know how to juggle between the two I just knew that I had to take care of a child and mm -hmm. I had to take care of my business yeah so my schedule was really meshing was really intertwining with each other like the times were overlapping with each other but in that moment like my son was my priority, but I didn't take time out. Like, you know, like I was saying, like create a plan of action. Yeah. I was putting myself last. So uh, now I put myself first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I make sure that I'm good uh, because if I'm good, then my son is good. Yes. My house is good. My business is good. So um, I, I played around with my schedule. I, that's really what it is. Time management. Okay. That's really what it is it was mm -hmm. a struggle um and then I didn't want to lose the essence of being a mom like mm -hmm. I experienced right. those moments of love and you know for for a while I was just thinking about I gotta take care of him I gotta feed him I gotta bathe him so now because there's a lot of things organized or like you know put into place in my and we moved to a new house too. So it's like we oh, moved nice. to a new house. Congratulations. Thank you. And we did so much in literally two weeks. Uh -huh. Um so I just didn't get the time to really develop a really good schedule. So time management is the most important thing and um and just taking care of myself. So whenever I can, that's I, I do it. I, I have to do it. So yeah. now it's definitely it's easier okay now I know and his schedule is, is really is good to keep up with like my son is I, I was blessed with a good boy like he makes sure he goes to bed at 9 30 because he's tired oh, <laughs> so okay. like, that's my time to do a lot of work and then and his like his first nap of the day I'm able to just focus um and go all the way in to get something done okay um, so yeah, it's, but me first, me first. I need to. <laughs> Absolutely, and you put it uh, so like I love the way you put it because as an entrepreneur, yes, you have like a whole bunch of different responsibilities. But if you don't focus on taking care of your fir yourself first, then the things that you're overseeing, the things that you have to also take care of, they you fall short of being able to take care of everything at the same time. And so, you know, yeah. making sure that to implement the self-care, making sure that your schedule is structured that fits you first and foremost, and then structuring everything else to incorporate and, you know, be cohesive along your, your, you know, your schedule. I think that's very key and important and brings and everything together. The way that you said it right now, so as far as like structuring everything around it, like I want to add to that and it's just. Mm -hmm fostering like the relationships that you have into mm -hmm. this position too you know mm. being a mom and an entrepreneur I had to like foster and transition like my best friend into knowing this is my new life you know this is yeah. my new life my mom like being I you know the people around it does take a village with or with, with or without a, a son when it comes to trying to tap into a new world where yeah. you're trying to be great at something and it's just like you know, the people around you on a day-to-day, -day, 
they might know you since you were a child or mm -hmm. from years ago or when you yeah. worked at a retail or you did something entirely different than from what you're doing right now. So it's just, they're back with all of these images and memories that sometimes they can forget. Like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm an adult, yes. you know, now, and yes. I got a, I have a son, I have a business. So yes. it's just like, with growing, it's just like, I had to foster everybody else around me, like tell them, like, this is my, this is the new me. And this mm -hmm. is what I'm going to tolerate what I'm not. This is what I got time for. So I I get great feedback, like a great nice. support. Like people, when they, like with my mom or a best friend of mine talks to me, they'd be like, oh, so how's business? Like, yeah. they're not just, they're not going to be like, oh, so you're going to cook today. I know you're going to cook today. You have to eat. I know you probably clean something because you like to clean. Right. <laughs> but now it's like, how's business going? Or, you know, mm -hmm. how's your clients? Or like, I, I love your website. I saw it like, now the conversations and it's entirely different. So you get a different level of support knowing that you're not doing it on. So I really I think that's it. important. Yeah. Now, as you started transitioning into entrepreneur and also fostering those relationships, did you find any pushback from, uh, as you said, you know, some of the friends you grew up with and that have memories of, you know, back in the day and, you know, helping them transition to, you know, seeing you as an entrepreneur, seeing you as a mother, seeing you as a leader that you are in the space that you're in now? Um, it, I did, but it was more so because of my delivery. <laughs> like, I okay. think um, one of the, one of the things that when, especially with motherhood, um, like a lot of female, you know, experience postpartum and I went through that too. Until this day, like I might get little triggers, but then I'm more, I'm capable to understand what's going on that I can manage it a lot better. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, especially moving into, a, you know, a new house, really going in and committed to my business and being a mom like I was hit with those three things at the same time mm -hmm. that mom, I couldn't deliver what I really needed like I couldn't communicate or articulate yeah. the feelings that I had um so a lot of the pushback was because a lot of people were struggling on what it is I needed or how okay. to help me so and they and it doesn't help that they have like these images and memories of knowing who I am. I've always been independent, you know, mm -hmm. I always lived by myself, took care of myself, paid my own bills, like I for a very, very long time. Right. So so they just see me and they'd be like, You're independent, you're a go-getter, you can do it. What do you need? What you mean you need help? You can do it. <laughs> I'm like no, I'm struggling. So it was really hard for me to even know how to be vulnerable okay. and really voice what it is that's going on. And so the pushback that I really got was from the fact that they didn't, they saw me as a misindependent. So mm -hmm. there was, you know, they had confused, like, what do you mean you need help? What, what is it? What, 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 what am I doing wrong? Right. And it's just like, no, it's not that nobody's doing anything wrong. It's just my delivery is not coming out clear. And then you think that I can do everything, which, you know, I feel like I might can do everything on my own, uh, but still. <laughs> so, um, that folks definitely need assistance from time to time. Yeah. So I think that was the only pushback, but it was just because of miscommunication mm -hmm. and not fostering, like, you know, now like fostering those relationships into telling, you know, showing them and talking to them differently. Like, Hey, I'm a different person now. So yeah, this is really what I'm about. So, um, it took some time, but you know, they have grace, mercy and love on me. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's not like they were going to abandon me. Yes. All my loved ones. <laughs> so, right. um, okay. So yeah, it was, that was the only thing. <laughs> okay. Now, as uh, you were growing up and developing, like you had so many different uh, examples of entrepreneurship around you. Do you find yourself or do you plan on incorporating some examples and helping your son uh, when he becomes uh, older age into like, helping guide him into entrepreneurship or at least giving him the option oh yeah definitely um I even right now he's too young but we want to put him in a school so that he can really learn how to interact with other kids but also most importantly for him to really 
find out what he enjoys doing um right. as far as like oh it's something like building we start to realize I think he likes numbers like me I got okay. my finance degree so I feel oh, nice. like he okay. numbers. <laughs> um so whatever it is that we realize that we feel like he just have a knack for we want to be able to explore it as you know as deep as possible to where he's comfortable with it um I really I want to be a little bit unorthodox when it comes to educating my son. Um, mm -hmm. And I want him to be able to really look at all the resources and everything he has um, available to him to come up with a really concise decision on what it is that he wants for his future. And uh, definitely, like, even right now, like, with the schedule that we have, mm -hmm. it's... I mean, it's bound to happen that he's going to probably enjoy the the flexibility. Like, oh, my mom is home and she's working at home. Yes. So uh -huh. it's like, oh, my dad comes home pretty early. You uh -huh. know, like, like things like that. He's going to be around that environment that I'm pretty sure is going to strike some sort of interest to seeing how he can have a, a similar lifestyle. So mm -hmm. whatever I to be as best as I can to really instill in him anything that I have learned. So, yeah. And I think that when you are exposed to that type of lifestyle, it's hard to see anything other as a possibility, you know, yeah. and, you know, having you and everything that you're doing, you know, I think that, you know, I'm sure that he's going to find his way and do amazing things as well. So yes. I'm, I'm excited for you all for sure. Uh you know what's funny is that um like his dad works all week and so my son is smart in a weird you know I don't want to say weird way but when he see his dad like on the weekday like because he's on a schedule we try to have a routine and when he see his dad at home he's like looking at him like why is he here like why is he like, why is he home right now so it's just like he's very aware of like okay, something, something's going on. Like, we're going somewhere. Something's different, right. you know? And just try to imagine, like, a little baby, like, in their head. Like, yes. the way they... Figuring out the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I really love to see that. I'm excited. I think that's probably the most... That I love how young he is, but I'm really excited to, like, yes. to take care of him and, you know, teach him. That's the most exciting part for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, as far as your business goes, how do you see yourself growing in the future? Where do you see yourself going? And uh, what are some of the things that you're focusing on? Uh, do you have any like goals set out for your business in the future? So right now, definitely, uh, I would love to transition into a firm where I have my own team and mm. uh, providing additional services that will be that can really, you know, focus on the whole scope of a business. Yes. So like actually having a financial department and a marketing department, um, an mm. operational department so that, you know, kind of if you see my logo is like a it's like a roof and like so many buildings on top mm -hmm. of it so it, it's kind of like what I want to offer is just we're all in one roof you know I don't want to take over the world but I would want to hire like the right experts that can really take on those projects or be part of those department in my business mm -hmm. so that run itself so I really want to be able to grow into a really good business management firm um and focus this year I, I'm, I'm about to admit it aloud but <laughs> is I really would like to be at least a keynote speaker I want to be able to tap into my element to uh to speak you know yeah. in business or you know in big net networking event that are aligned with my business and just provide my insight and perspective on whatever it is um that I have to offer and I would like to create an app a management app so those are like three big goals for me <laughs> well I'm excited I'm looking forward to all three of those I you know I think that you know you are you offer so much um and even just in this call you offer so much value and information as far as you know at from a uh, outside perspective, looking at an entrepreneur or looking at a business and how you know entrepreneurs could better structure their business and how we could hire you know OBMs and 
that type of service provider or that type of, I really kind of look at it as a partnership, uh, you know, like an unofficial partnership because you are adding that much value to businesses. So, you know, I think, you know, I'm excited and looking forward to all three of those things. I think, you know, you just spoke them into existence. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, as far as entrepreneurs or CEOs, business owners, what have you, reaching out for your services, how can we find you? How can we, uh, you know, how can we start that process to set up, you know, a work relationship and working together? So my Instagram is Mari the Manager. That's M-A-R-I, the manager. Um, and the link, my website link, which is on my Instagram, is Mari the Manager dot me, M-E. So okay. Mari the Manager M-E. Um, on there, you'll find all my links to some uh, my freebies, uh, discovery call, if you want to book an advisory call. Um, and my management services. So basically my Instagram and my website link is the same name. Um, So on there, I I say book a discovery call, it's free. And on that discovery call, which will be 30 minutes, we'll quickly go over everything that you need and I'll be able to determine which package will benefit for you um, at that current state in time. Okay, awesome, awesome. Now, one last question. Uh, as an entrepreneur, if you were to give advice to the next wave of entrepreneurs, what would that piece of advice be? Ooh. Take your time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I kind of said it already. Let me see. I would say don't focus so much on the money. Focus on yourself and being the best version of yourself and really aligning yourself with your true values because you can monetize off of that. And if you monetize something that is of true value and is of yourself, it's not hard to to go ahead and, and live that life every single day. So if you love clothing line, if you love creating mm-hmm. clothes or fashion, right. then live in that true value and trust me, the money will come from you know from it so just don't think about money and focus on just making sure you're a true version of yourself every single day and organize and organize. <laughs> you gotta organize. add that in <laughs> you definitely have to add that in so, well yeah. Mari, it's been truly a pleasure thank you so much for joining me here on today's episode of building a brand podcast and I, it was really nice speaking with you i truly appreciate you being with us Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks. Yes. I'm excited. Thank you for the opportunity. I'll talk to you later. Yes, I'll <laughs> talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. That will conclude today's episode of the Building a Brand interview podcast series. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for future episodes where we will bring on additional guests to share their journey. Also, share today's episode because there's someone out there that you may or may not know that needs the information in this series. Again, my name is Jeremy Patton, and you have just tuned into the Building a Brand podcast interview series. Until next time, remember, you got this, you just got to keep going.